Hello and welcome to Never Seen It, a podcast about movies we haven't seen yet. My name is Trent. I'm here with my wife, Betsy. Hello there. She's the (laughs) co-host. Today we're going to be continuing with our Oscar series of 2022 movies. Today the movie is Avatar, The Way of Water. Betsy, we've already covered the first Avatar as one of the examples. This was like episode five, I think. Oh, yes. If people have been paying attention and listening for a while, you famously had not seen the original Avatar. Until like two years ago when we first started this podcast. (laughs) That was the example of like how deep my knowledge did not go (laughs) when it comes to like very popular movies. Yeah, I think at the time it was still ranked among the highest movies. I think think it was like down like number two because it was before they re-released it to be because of all the other like Avengers movies that was coming out. It, it was dethroned. Then they put it back out in theaters for people to refresh themselves, I guess. And now this one, I think, has surpassed it, the new sequel. I don't know. Well, I, I know, like, this one is, like, two fucking billion dollars as of right now. It's creeping up the ranks. Oh, God. <laughs> and, and, okay, I... I'm just going to come out and say it. I know basically nothing about this movie. I was kind of hoping it wasn't going to be nominated because then we would have to go to the theater and sit there for three plus hours. Right. Because you and I both feel pretty meh about Avatar. Is it a spectacle to watch? Sure. Sure. Everything I've heard about this movie is just that it is a wonder to look at. But the main criticism is that there's not a whole lot of meat on those bones. <laughs> when it comes to like a story. A story. And that's sort of the problem with the first one too. And it's the first story is sort of ripping off other movies and yeah. things you've sort of seen before. It's just they're doing it in a way you haven't watched because it's mm-hmm. all this computer animated stuff. And for 2009, that was a big deal. It was. But now we are 13 plus years removed from this movie. And there has been like umpteen different new genres of movies and and the technology is advanced yeah. that much more yeah like there are entire movies that are basically just this all of the fucking marvel movies are basically like this you barely yes. have any live actors on screen and the rest of it is all cg Right, and we're going to get some returning players from the first one. The The thing we keep saying from the beginning is Giovanni Ribisi is still a threat. We hope he's in this movie. I'm pretty sure he is, as I understand it. He shows up because that threat is not resolved. The humans from planet Earth who have invaded this planet are still going to be a problem. They didn't just wipe out the human race or anything. No. All they did was have a decisive victory for the time yeah, and the they, movie ended. And they kicked him off the planet of Pandora because they fucked up their shit, they destroyed their trees, and they won a big victory, like you said. And I'll be honest here, I had to go and kind of re-watch the original Avatar just a, a day or two ago just to refresh my memory. Because again, I've only seen the, mo- the movie once, and it was two years ago. <laughs> so the things I came away with are... Number one, I really hope that Sam Worthington worked on his accent. I remember we had problems. (laughs) It was like worse the second viewing. (laughs) (laughs) Now that you've noticed it, it's just glaring. It's terrible. It's like he didn't even try in some cases. Yeah, and he's had a lot of years to try it and work on it in other capacities. And it's not like Sam Worthington's been doing much else. No, he's worked, but... 
You know, he's not, not in anything he you've ever seen. He's not the mega star they were hoping he'd become in 2009. Him too. <laughs> uh, another uh, hunky Australian, a, a, a bunch of brothers, got more famous than he ever did. Correct. <laughs> so he's back. Zoe Saldana is back. Yeah. I know we've got a whole lot of extra people who have been added. I know Kate Winslet is in this movie. Okay. And then. What I want to say, like Edie Falco or somebody like that. Yeah, there was a story going around that Edie Falco was doing an interview with somebody recently, and she was like being asked about the new Avatar movie, and she completely forgot that she was in the movie because she figured it had already come out and bombed because nobody's been asking her about it because she probably did her her recording of the movie like five years ago or something. At least, yeah. And other than those two, I don't off the top of my head know any new players for this movie. I also don't really know the plot. I, I know, know nothing. I know there's a lot of underwater there's stuff. There's a water people. So it's basically sure. another group of people native to the planet. Yeah. And they live in the water and there's like whales and shit. Sure. <laughs> so I really have no idea what to expect from this. The fact that I don't really know the plot suggests to me what critics are saying is true. There isn't much of one. Yeah. It's all about the look and continuing the story of the first one. Well, and I've even heard that it's basically like the first one. Oh, Lord. Where they're just like going after the same groups of enemies and they're still trying to get the unobtainium. For three hours. For three and a Listen, half guys, hours almost. Listen, we're, guys, we're already kind of shitting on this movie a little yeah. bit because we're just not excited about the prospect of a three-hour movie. Like, yeah. the, we said it once already in this series. There are some run times in oh, the yeah. Best Picture nominees this year. They yeah. are two and a half plus hours mm -hmm. for most of them. Yeah. I think there's one or maybe two that come in there's under two one. hours. It's women talking, and we'll get to talking about that later, but I think that one is going to be the hardest one for us to actually watch. For where we live and yeah. how accessible it is not yeah. <laughs> around here. If, if we didn't see women talking as immediately after it came out, we're going to have to wait until like the middle of March to watch it. But anyway, that all being said, I don't think there's any anything else we can need to say here. Because, shit. <laughs> I, I, I'm setting my bar very low. Like, all this movie can do is yeah. exceed my expectations. I Is it going to be for us? I don't know. Maybe this movie will surprise me. Maybe I'll be amazed by this. Maybe it'll be better than the first one. Maybe. But it's going to take a lot for me to sit there for over three hours and have it really have an effect on me. You need to be impacted. Yes. Especially for this movie being nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to go to the theater, go watch Avatar The Way of Water. We'll be right back. Betsy, that was Avatar the Deuce. What did you think of that one? Eh. Yeah. Like, honestly, that was kind of a big fart for me. 
<laughs> that was a lot of nothing. It was a lot of nothing. Like, I, I understand completely the positives that people are giving this movie about mm-hmm. how it looks. Like, there are moments in this movie that look incredible where I cannot tell the difference between I'm looking at a set piece with animated characters on it mm-hmm. or a fully animated sequence. I could not tell the difference. And that yeah. tells me it was incredibly well made. Yes. Uh, and before we get into the meat of the matter here, we do want to uh, make a shout out here. Uh, this episode is actually brought to you by one of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a letter in the mail. We uh, have always been soliciting, you know, hey, if you want to sponsor an episode, have us watch a movie, do whatever. Uh, you can contact us and send us whatever in the mail or PayPal or whatever else. Uh, we got something the other, I don't know, a month or two ago. It's been a little bit here. Yeah. yeah. From Dr. Katie. My sister! Your sister. <laughs> yes, she yes. sent us a gift card for our local movie theater. Yes. And we had a letter, but I think we were too tidy and threw it away by mistake before we actually had a chance we to We got a lot it. of Christmas cards in the mail, <laughs> and I we think we just- up. We were cleaning up, and I think that was a part of it. So sorry, Katie, we lost the letter, but in it, she basically said, hey, I just want to send this to for the podcast- uh, you don't have to watch any th- specific movie. I'm just contributing towards the pod. However, she wants to reserve yes. the right to appear on the podcast if such an opportunity presents itself. Katie, you are always welcome on the <laughs> podcast. You can make me watch anything. How about that? But in lieu of that, since we had a gift card, we did use those funds to see this film today. Yes. So yes, thank you, Katie, <laughs> thank for you, Katie. the movie and the popcorn and the water. So normally Betsy and I, when we actually get food and a beverage, it is the same thing every time. We get a large popcorn, lots of butter, lots of salt, and a cherry Coke. But the machine was broken, so we couldn't get it, so we had to get a water. Yeah, very sad. Very disappointing. Maybe that's why we're disappointed by this movie. It just set the tone all wrong. (laughs) I didn't have my soda pop. That's right. (laughs) Anyway, Avatar, The Way of Water. Betsy, I, I can't say I'm disappointed, from the stuff I've heard about it, it was just what I what I it got. It was exactly what you expected to receive from this movie. Yeah. People said that it's basically rehashing the, the, the first movie. It is. You have the invaders from outside. You have the a, a person going into another tribe and becoming becoming a part of their tribe. You have evil businessmen trying to do evil businessman things. I also just... <sighs> It's that, but it's also kind of retconning to some degree. It is. It definitely like, is. We, I looked this up. There were five people credited as story and screenplay. I don't know if you know this, but that's a lot of people to basically have a terrible script with nothing going on. Yeah. That's a lot of people. This is not an interesting screenplay and not an interesting plot. And what they did do, it's like we couldn't, amongst the five of us, come up with a better antagonist. Mm -hmm. So we just found a way to bring back the antagonists from the first movie, who, if I have to remind you, are all dead. And that's ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) And for, for me, it... I, I I never want to call anybody lazy. That's not my thing. But uh. it, in this case, man, like you said, this was completely retconned in. Oh, by the way, we downloaded your memories and everything else. And From before if, the mission before happened. Before the big mission where you all died. 
By the way, we're going to be able to upload your thing into another avatar and do the same thing that happened to Jake in the first movie and just continue on as an avatar, as a Navi, whatever. Yeah, so apparently we can upload your consciousness to an avatar. You don't even need the machine. But you don't need the magic tree to do it. You yeah. don't need the machine. We just have the science and technology, technology. to do it. What? Giovanna Ribisi, you bastard. And he was in this movie in a, I guess you want to call it archival footage, uh-huh. but it was new footage that they recorded for this movie. Uh-huh. And the colonel had definitely aged before. <laughs> right, but it's supposed yeah. to take place before the events of the last uh-huh. one. Uh-huh. So that's a thing. Uh, Grace, who died at the end of the first one, apparently yep. her avatar... Was, was pregnant. Was still functioning and pregnant. And gave birth. And nobody knows who the father... So there's like a fucking immaculate conception happening uh-huh. here. Uh-huh. And, and I'm just And there's like, also like weird like fairy magic happening with that little, daughter. Uh, we'll get into all of that. But uh-huh. Yeah, so there's things that they just sort of were like, um, here's an explanation. Yeah, you have the exposition of basically what's been happening between the end of Avatar 1 and this one, which was interesting. You know, we have this family created, we have the adoption of the daughter, we have, what is it, three other, we have, uh, a daughter and two boys. So there's two boys and yeah. two girls. Yeah, they, one, of, one of the daughters being adopted. Time has passed, so I did appreciate that we didn't just like pick up where we left off, we have basically gone into the future as many yeah. years yeah. plus some yeah. as these, we have from the original These movie. kids are teenagers, so yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, so I liked that. I kind of appreciated that we were seeing the movie more from the... It was more about the kids than yes. Jake. Yes. But the entire plot was, we need to kill Jake. Mm-hmm. It's Marines, just revenge. The Marines have been reborn. <laughs> and yeah. also it's not... They, they kept changing the motivations and I didn't understand it. So in the first movie, the humans were on the planet to get unobtainium, yep. the most valuable material in the known universe. And we also know that Earth is dying. Right. A slow apparent death. So we need to go there and make a bunch of money. Now the objective is colonization. But then halfway through the movie, they say, yeah. just kidding, if we hunt these whale creatures, there is something that stops people from aging. Yeah, this yellow goo now, is de-aging, or like it stops the humans stops from aging. Fully. And then that's all of the a most. sudden, that's just the explanation. And that's the most valuable thing now. Yeah. Like, this vial is $8 billion. It's like, what? Why are you giving me all this? It kind of feels like this movie is existing primarily to bridge the gap between what happened in the first one Mm -hmm. and the next sequel. Like, this one doesn't fucking matter. It's just a necessary evil to get us to where we really want to take this story. And Betsy, this is just like when we watched Matrix Resurrections. Because it was basically the plot of the first movie, the first Matrix. Mm-hmm. You brought in everybody else. Even some of the villains are the same. And you're just setting up whatever the next sequel is. It's Avatar. Reboot. It is. <laughs> Call it what it is. It is. And you have almost three and a half hours to lay all of this out when you really only really needed two. 
Oh, There's yeah. There's a lot of stuff in here that did not need to be there. This is just padding, padding, padding. And it's show, don't tell. And there was not a lot of character development. I didn't give a shit about anyone in this movie. The emotional reaction that they were wanting me to have when one of the boys died, never had it. No. I did not give Zoe, a shit about Zoe that kid. Zoe Saldana goes to screaming hysterics. Uh-huh. And it's justifiable. Sure. But... She was feeling way more than I was feeling. Oh, yeah. I, I found myself sitting through the majority of this movie just sort of leaning on my hand, just yeah. sitting there. I was bored. I wasn't I was reacting bored. to anything. Like, it yeah. wasn't funny. It wasn't yeah. exciting. There is zero levity in this entire movie. Like, no. at, what, at any time, did you laugh? I think there was one moment where I went, ha! <laughs> and you don't even remember what that is. And I don't know what it was. No. And any time that they were trying to do it, it was just basically recreating stuff from the first one. Where in the first one, it was funny. We're just doing it again. Yeah, so, in the first one, like the jarhead jokes and yeah. like him like getting to know the Navi and trying to be like them. And, and he's him acting, fumbling around. And he's being like this macho dude yeah. who's like, oh, I can ride that animal. No big uh -huh. deal. And he, he, of course, falls on his ass. And they all laugh at him. Mm -hmm. They have this exact same scene in the first one. And they do it again in this one. Except it's kids. a different tribe now. Yeah. No, he did it too. I suppose, there were yeah. both. They had both. It was just, yeah. let's do it twice. Because it's a sequel. <laughs> yeah, I... I cannot really think of any big redeeming moments here. It wasn't bad. Just like the first one, it's not a bad movie. No, like we keep saying, when they said you were going to get spectacle, when it's going to look great, oh, they boy. delivered. Oh, boy. 100%. Like, they've got this whole, like, subplot where there's these whale creatures. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what they were called. I didn't write it down. Nope, just the whales. Don't care. I'm going to call them whales. Uh, so they're another one of those, like, spirit sisters, spirit brothers, where they all mm -hmm. kind of bond with an individual whale. And they are intelligent. They're more intelligent than yeah. people in yeah. the Navi. But... They have this whole plot about, like, one of the boys makes friends with one of them. Mm -hmm. And so they have these sequences where they're just swimming through the water. And it looks amazing. Like, if you told me, yeah, that's footage of a real thing, I'd be like, okay. The water looks incredible. Yeah. Every creature here looks incredible. But you know what? What water looked incredible? Like, in Finding Nemo. That we, looked really good, it's even though they, that was all very animated. It's how they do the light in the water. Yes. Like, there's a very specific way the light refracts and yes. things like that. Everything looks incredible yeah. in this movie. I'm not going to say anything bad about how, how everything looks and reacts to everything. Totally. And it's got all the same effects from the first one. Like, they're... They kind of glow. They have weird, yeah. like, sparkly bits. The, yeah. the creatures glow. Uh, there's this shot at the beginning when the humans come back, they basically land with this fiery burning yeah. hellscape where they burn half the forest to the ground. And it's mm -hmm. just sort of this like footnote where it's like, well, yeah, when they land, it's like great destruction. And then it's mm -hmm. a year later. But right. it's like, here's this giant explosion and it looked great. And you felt like a visceral, like mm -hmm. burning feeling in this movie. But it's just like a moment and then it's over. And mm -hmm. And they don't care. really explain what they land there to do. Like, they make this entire industrial city where we get introduced to Edie, the Edie Falco character, who is the general of the entire operation. 
And again, they don't describe what they're doing. She even says, this isn't a mining operation. Okay, then what is it? Well, she said it's colonization. We're the pla- They've killed the planet further. Yeah. The goal is to bring people here. This is going to be a permanent base. And she says they have done more in one year than they did in the last 30 on this planet. Sure. And they even can breathe on their own. Did you notice that? They have an, a large enough facility yeah. that that's what's going on there, yeah. And I don't know whether or not, like, they're able to, like, bring, like, oxygen-creating plants there. I didn't see any plants. No, they have. Unless it's all artificial. They spend too much time destroying plants. (laughs) Like, that entire area is just completely arid and dead. Mm Mm-hmm. So, there's just so many questions about the plot. Like, is there... I'm trying to figure out, is this supposed to be an allegory for, like, human destruction because it doesn't feel like that. Is it a revenge movie? Is mm. it a humans are going to take over the planet? Is it we're here for these valuable substances? What what was the goal here? And there really, I can't get to anything. The only message that I got loud and clear is that whalers are bad. Yeah, like, are, is this Moby <laughs> Dick? Like, what, what are we no, talking about? No, Betsy, here? it's Free Willy. It's Free Willy. <laughs> <laughs> they did Free Willy twice in this movie. Right. So <laughs> I will say there was one sequence in this movie. And I'm tell- telling you, when I say one, I mean one. Where I was like rooting for what was going on. And it was near the end mm-hmm. when we finally had a large scale battle. Yeah. So the bad guy gets a couple of his kids. They draw him out by killing the whales. And then... They're like, okay, well, we've got your kids. You got to come on to the boat, Jake. Let's get this over with. And it's a very tense scene where he's going out there by himself. They're telling him not to shoot. They do that like three times in this movie. He's like by himself. They can take the shot, but they never do. Take the shot. No, I won't take the shot. Uh, It's that bullshit. Uh, No, but it's when the things get going. So the youngest son befriends this whale that mm. is an outcast yeah. and the whale just goes ape shit and like smashes the boat and like yeah. jumps out of the water and lands on the boat and Free starts Willy's flailing. Free the boat, yep. Yeah, and then the fighting begins. This sequence I liked a yeah. lot say because you, something happened. Yeah, say what you will about James Cameron. He knows how to do a good action scene. He does. Yeah. I wish we had had more of that. But that's the thing about this movie and a lot of his movies. Everything is important and nothing is important. Which is a terrible way to make a movie. Yeah. Because you're wanting to really get something out of these characters and get something out of what's going on. But until the action starts, it's just kind of people doing their thing. And it's, again, rehashing the first movie. So they... They uproot themselves from their land because this guy is coming after them Mm -hmm. and he's not going to stop and it's going to put their entire family and tribe and everybody in danger. So they decide we're going to leave. We're going to leave our home. The theme here is Jake wants to protect his family. And his people. And his tribe that he has adopted. He relinquishes his leadership role within that clan and they go off and join another clan. They kind of have to beg to get into it. They do, yes. They're like, we just, we're we're giving that all up. We want to protect people. We want to lay low. (laughs) Just please take us in. And of course, that clan knows about Jake and his family. Sure. It's not like they're they're completely oblivious to their their plight. 
No, it's a it's a big planet, but it's also a small planet. <laughs> like everybody knows, <laughs> yeah, it's everybody's a, it's business. a small <laughs> town. It's like two small towns right next to each other. We know how that goes. Yeah, but they take them in, and then there's this like parallel sequence where we've got the reincarnated bad guys from the first one oh. learning how to be Navi. Yeah, they're doing what Jake had to do in the first movie, and then we've got Jake and his family learning how to be. Part of the Souther tribe. Yeah. So it's this parallel thing where they're all learning. It's, you know, begin the training sequence. There's so many montages of this happening. Yeah. The kids learning all the stuff on the, the sea people. You have Spider teaching his dad. Okay, again, I we have an entire character. We haven't character. even talked about that yet. We have an entire character who didn't exist in the first one. Yeah. But apparently the bad guy, the colonel, had a son. On this planet. Yep. We don't know who mom was. We don't know why he had a son. We don't know why he was there. A lot there. of that going around. The kid can't be put in cryo-freeze because he's too young. There's like weird... Babies can't be put in cryo-freeze, yeah. dumbass. Biologically, like they can't do it for reasons. So sure. We just... I They just throw things on the screen and just say, this is why. Don't question me. Yeah. And I hate I that. I am James Cameron. I, I can accept some of that to a degree. But in this world of remakes and reboots and just trying to get this franchise back on its feet, it just feels, to use the word you mentioned, lazy. It's yeah. just an easy way out. You couldn't come up with any other antagonist. The yeah. entire the entirety of the human race is going under on planet Earth, and they know this planet exists, and clearly it's been about 15 years, let's call it. And I'll say this. That's a very interesting thing. Tell me be, more about that. It could be so interesting, but instead of giving me any other bad guy who's worse than the first guy yeah. or bad, but in like a sympathetic kind of way, like the plight of the human beings is, you know, the, the planet is dying. There's a lot of empathy and sympathy that can be drawn from that scenario. Mm -hmm. And you could get a villain who is like, yeah, but he's kind of right. And we need to find a way to work together. But they yeah. didn't give us that. They just gave yeah. us the same exact it's guy. It's all the, the fucking military bros. And even like Edie Falco is very much in that vein. Mm -hmm. And she's only got like two scenes. Yeah. She's barely in this. Which I can understand why she might have forgotten because that was like a day for her on Probably. Set. Probably. <laughs> she had a little bit of, like, she's in one of those mechanical suit yeah. things, but she could have just been standing there. <laughs> she was. <laughs> they didn't have to do much with Everything her. there was just all green screen. So I get that. I'm not blaming Edie Falco at all. No, I'm blaming the lack of creativity as far as screenwriting was concerned. Yeah. I'm trying... I know we're going to talk about Oscars later, but I'm trying really hard to justify why this was nominated for Best Picture other than the fact that it's pretty. Yeah. The first one was very pretty. This one is even prettier. And I'll say this, though. Sam Worthington did work on his accent. Okay, but you know how <laughs> you get around that? You don't give him as many lines. You don't, he's, but I'll tell you he this. He's a more he is, minor character. He is, but he is much better. I didn't okay. hear one 
one slip whatsoever. Good on you, Sam. All right, since we're talking about accents, I'm going to nitpick now. <laughs> okay. Pick away. Why is it that some of their children have accents like their mother and some of them do not? Uh, I would say it's probably because they come from a mixed family. That is not uncommon. Because they are of two different parentages? Yes. Jake doesn't have an accent. He has his own accent. Right. The mom has her accent. And everybody else around them, this is very much a tribal community. Right. You're going to pick up accents from different places. But you tend to pick the dominant accents of the region you live in. And depending on how, so how much why, you listen to your parents or Why not. is number one Sigourney Weaver back in this movie oh God. voicing a teenage girl? I hate, that was so distracting. The fact that I'm hearing Sigourney Weaver's fucking 70-year-old-plus voice coming like out of this teenager. 80. She's like way older than She's you She's up there. <laughs> I hated that. So you've got that. And then randomly, two-thirds of the way through the movie, we find out there's whalers because whalers, and we don't know anything about that. Except that they're bad. Except that they're bad. And most of them seem to be Australian or from New Zealand, except the one guy on the boat who I didn't know was in this movie. Nope. Fucking Jermaine Clement is there mm -hmm. of Flight of the Concords fame. And he is an American. And he's like, oh, I'm the scientist here and you don't know what's going on. Like genuinely. <laughs> when he is like the most New Zealander. Why couldn't he just be like everybody else on the boat? Maybe because he has a kind of a thick accent sometimes. I don't know. I, but I do not know. But everybody else on the boat is from that part of the world. <laughs> what what in God's name and why requires they, him to be an American? And why are they auto automatically whalers and like evil? I don't know. There's so many things about this movie that are frustrating. And I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Any movie that we go into, whether it's an Oscar movie or otherwise, I come in with an open mind. I wanted to like this I movie. I really did. I wanted to go in there and be blown away by what I'm looking at, by whatever story that they're going to throw at Let me. Let the spectacle wash over you yes. and, and cloud your judgment completely. <laughs> yeah. And I'll say this about the, the whole spectacle thing. We watched this in a theater, not one of the big, big theaters. No. And I've heard of other people who have theaters that have the high frame rate and like 70 millimeter thing. And we that was not this. And we don't do 3D. It's not and for we, us. And <laughs> we will never do 3D. So maybe we were cheated out of the extra extraness of you, that. Okay, but you shouldn't have to watch a movie in ultra high def 3D mag magical frame rate. You're right, you're right. To enjoy the spectacle. You're right. And what I saw was very impressive. I liked what I was looking at. But... If that's what I need in order to enjoy your movie, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. You need some meat on those bones. Yeah. And there's just, it's very, very lean meat. <laughs> but yeah, got. like me trying to justify why this was nominated, other than the fact that it was pretty, like I said, I don't get it. I do not get it. What no. is special about this story? What is special about these characters and... I'll say the the action scenes were the best part of the movie. Yes. The only was, really good thing the about the movie. It was the only interesting stuff in this movie yeah. that made me like on the edge of my awesome. seat, excited. Awesome. Yeah. The rest of the movie, I'm just like, when's something going to happen? Like for the first 40 minutes, oh, yeah. I'm just getting 
Exposition, exposition. Okay, fine. It's been 13 years. I need a little bit of what's been going on and Mm -hmm. set up where we are. I kind of wish they just jumped right into it, though. I kind of wish we had just seen... Like, hey, here are the kids. And here's my kids. Like, yeah. just address them. Don't yeah. show me the montage of, you know, you lifting your son Lion King style in the air and proclaiming <laughs> his name and showing him how to hunt. And I should have known based on that first sequence that something bad was going to happen to this kid because uh-huh. they spend a lot of time talking about him at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, so you've got this oldest brother, you've got the younger boy who's in his shadow, and he's always kind of getting in trouble. He's always the disappointment. You've got the daughter who's a little weirdo, who's apparently a Jesus figure. We'll figure that out later, I suppose. And then the youngest daughter who's there for, quote, comic relief? She's cute and young. Aw, man, I can't believe I'm tied up again. Like, Uh why? (laughs) I don't think you really needed the levity there. No. And then we've just got not that many other famous people thrown into this movie. I mentioned Kate Winslet is in this movie. Mm -hmm. Do you know which one she was? Yeah, she was the other mother. Okay, so you were at least paying attention. Sure. (laughs) Um, Not in it very much. I'm also a little confused because one thing I had heard about the making of this movie Mm -hmm. was that she apparently inadvertently set a record for holding your breath underwater. She was underwater. Oh, I had heard this. For like seven and a half minutes or some absurd thing. Yeah. And she just basically accidentally set a world record. When in this movie did she spend any amount of time underwater? I don't know. So what the fuck are we talking about here? Like, did you cut a scene? Is it in the next one? Like, why did you make... It doesn't matter. It bothered me, though. I know it's such a stupid little detail, but I was like, okay, she does this amazing feat of humanity Mm -hmm. making this movie, and then her character's never really in the water. Like, Yeah. Like, there's the scene, I guess, when they're talking to the whales. They all can Mm -hmm. speak whale. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Through their eyes. They just look in their eyes and like Speaking of finding Nemo. (laughs) You speak whale. (laughs) Why wasn't Ellen DeGeneres in this movie? God damn it. Maybe she was. You don't know who was voicing those whales. Shit. (laughs) We're just all over the place because this movie is all over the place. Like I just I have so many weird little things that bothered me about it. And not enough that I really enjoyed about it. And that's the thing. It's not even that it's bothering you. It's just not great. It's just, it's not compelling. Why do I need to be sitting there for three hours? This was a 1.40 p.m. showing that we saw this at. And we got home after five o'clock. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That is a lot of time. I don't need to commit this much time, except for you people. (laughs) Hello, listeners. For you, the listeners. We do this for you. (laughs) <laughs> and because we're completionists and we can't not do all the Like Oscar I said, movies. I was kind of hoping this wasn't nominated so we didn't have to go through we this. We put this off for as long as we could. <laughs> but this is also why I didn't want to do this at the end because if we had ended yeah. with this movie, I would have been so disappointed. Like, just, yeah, I'm so frustrated. Yeah. All right, well. Enough shitting on the movie. I want to talk about just some moments here. We are definitely not going to go through the entire thing because it's just too much. Though we probably could because not a lot actually happens. Yeah. Um, they have prayer beads. Song beads. They, they like hold them and pray yeah. and sing. Uh-huh. 
Which is a new concept that wasn't in the first one. They have first communion. They have first communion. When? They call it first communion when they attach themselves to their spirit tree. They oh. call it first communion. So that's new. Yeah. Even though we did it in the first one. Well, it is. They didn't call it that for him, but I think it's more for the kids in oh, this case. for the baby. Yeah. <laughs> We have eclipses in this one. Is that in the first one? You just rewatched the first one. Was there ever a solar nope. eclipse? Nope. So a daily event is an eclipse, and mm-hmm. that somehow managed to slip our knowledge in the first one? I mean, I'm sure there were night scenes. I know there were night scenes, but they didn't point it out. So is it night or is it an eclipse? Because they, It doesn't really matter. But it does because they, they specifically reference an eclipse. <laughs> they call it an eclipse because there are like moons and other planets that are surrounding them. And they have like, do they have multiple suns? I don't actually know. I don't know. But it really bothered me that this was such a critical part of the story at different moments. And they've never talked about it. Yeah. It's selective importance. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't important in the first one. So now we have to bring it up. Uh-huh. Um, next thing. Apparently, humans can read minds with machines. Did you catch that? When they were torturing the spider kid? Yeah. Spider kid, spider kid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's impervious to their machine. (laughs) (laughs) I don't get that. They hook him up to this thing and they keep telling him, if you just, just think about it, just think about it. We'll see it. If you see it, poke, 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 prod, prod, prod. Think a happy thought and we'll lock onto it and then we can see into your mind. That's fucked up. That's new technology. That's fucked up, though. But he's too resistant because he's this feral child who grew up in the wilderness. Yeah. Uh, just some stuff about the, the sea Navi. I don't even know what the hell to call them. It doesn't really matter, but they have lighter blue skin. They're more turquoise than yeah. blue. Their tails are more like fin-like so they can actually wave it back and forth to swim better. Mm-hmm. And their arms, like their forearms are like Popeye's forearms. Yes. Where they can, they can help propel themselves through the water like that. They are adapted to yeah. this They have evolved to be in the water more often, which, I mean, just goes to show you how long that this species has existed on this planet. In various places and yeah. forms. Yeah. yeah. And there's apparently more to it, too. There's other tribes we haven't heard about yet. There's going to be like five more movies. So I'm Shut sure. Up. I'm sure we're going to find out. Please don't. <laughs> Send us to the fire realm. Send us to the sky realm. Send us to the underground realm. Who the fuck cares? The underground cave's got to be next. Yeah. the bi- I'm sure big eyes are going to be next. Mm-hmm. God damn it. As a, I mean, of course, as opposed to the, the jungle Navi, which have like monkey tails. Yep, they're long. I never and really lean. even thought about that. Mm-hmm. They don't really use them as that, though. They don't, but it makes more sense now that I look at these this other tribe. Yeah, they they have adapted to their environment. Uh, th- there's another creature that we haven't talked about yet. Apparently, there are these like sea wings that you can attach yourself to, and they help you breathe underwater. That make you look kind of like a butterfly. Uh-huh. They're like butterfly wings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a, the, it's, it's, there's it's, a plot it's, device it's, that helps you breathe underwater. It's a contrivance trend. that you just accept because it's there. We're going to need it later. Only one person ever uses it. And she uses it later to help save her mom and, and sister. Mm-hmm. But no one ever thinks to use them. Or maybe bring one along with you. Like... 
take it along with you when you go on your big battle mission. Well, they're creatures. They can, they exist in their own way. So if they happen to be around, you can use them, but their daughter can like summon them because she is... Kiri has some kind of weird uh, thing. She has the force. Let's just say that. She She has the force. Yes, she is the Anakin Skywalker of Avatar. We don't know how (laughs) she came to be. She will bring balance to... Her midichlorians are off the scale. She will bring bring balance to Pandora. (laughs) (laughs) Genuinely... It's so stupid. Speaking of Star Wars, I just have to say this. When the younger brother is off with his whale friend and he's like trying to escape. It was before he meets his whale friend. He's trying to escape from the shark thing. And as soon as the whale goes and like smashes the the shark into the into the wall or whatever, I said, there's always a bigger fish. Oh, that's one of those references I wouldn't have gotten if you didn't specifically say Star Wars. (laughs) Episode one. There's always a bigger fish. So wait, is this movie Star Wars The Phantom Menace 2? Is that what this is? (laughs) That's what I'm choosing to believe, Betsy. Oh, I hate it. Well, here's something that you actually enjoyed. Because I, we we mentioned a couple of times the whale the whale friend uh, was freewheeling all over the place. The second time he does it is when he's fighting against the whalers. Yeah, he takes revenge on the whalers, and yeah. they're, they've already established at this point that these whales are incredibly intelligent. Uh-huh. So he dodges a harpoon gun and the then, explosive harpoon, and he wraps it up in his mouth. Yeah. And then starts dragging the boat Mm -hmm. and like leaping over the boat and tying up the boat with this cable. Yeah. And he jumps over the boat and it's like shearing off the top of, uh, of the, the compartment there where they can go inside. And Jermaine Clement says, get down, everybody get down. And the main guy doesn't get down and he gets trapped behind the cable and his arm is trapped and the arm gets cut off. And of course, it's relevant because As a big revenge. the whale is missing part of its fin. Yeah. And I literally didn't get that until you just said that. Yep. The whale got revenge, it's Betsy. Stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it was a cool sequence until you ruined it for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have the big action sequences at the end. Uh, the boat is going down. Of course, James Cameron sinks the boat. Of course, Betsy. And I just, I, I need to make a uh, a confession here. I didn't get this in the first movie, and I didn't get this until we were literally driving home from the theater. Okay. Jake and Jack. Yeah. Those, did you get that? I did get that. Of course you did, because you saw Titanic like 15 times. Shut up. I was 13, <laughs> and it was amazing. And we could have gone to see it today instead of watching That's this. That's right. They were playing <laughs> Titanic 3D in our theater. And regular. We could have gone to see a three-hour movie that we enjoyed versus Avatar The Way of Water. But yes, like I told you, he's not a great screenwriter when it comes to things like that. It's mm-hmm. The hero's name is Jack. The hero's name is Jake. Jack, Jake, Jack, Jake, Jackie, Jackie, Jake, Jake. <laughs> God damn you, James Cameron. Anyway, that was that, that's the one thing I really needed to say. <laughs> just it's, a stupid. And let detail. me know if you're just as uh, surprised to have that revelation like I did. Because yeah, I didn't get that until I was driving home. Mm-hmm. 
But yes, they have the big action sequences. They were really cool. We keep on saying it. One of the kids gets killed in the line of fire. His oldest son dies. Yeah. And like the the daughters are all tied up and they come back. It, you, all, you all saw the movie, so you get one of what we're talking about here. It's a here. lot of... Oh, they're going to win and the kids get away, but yeah. then they capture some other kids yeah, and, the and boat, tie them up the again. The boat isn't completely gone yet. The bad guy isn't dead yet. But I had a question here. After the big battle with all of the Navi coming together, the family and the sea people, where did the sea people go in the interim time between the big battle and the battle on the boat? The one-on-one Where fight. did they go? They went home. Did they win? Like, what was their objective? Sink the boat, and they did it. You didn't see them leave? Because it's not important. Just assume they went home, Trent. I'm serious, though. No, I get it. That's, it's, they just disappear. And we are left with the family, the Sully family, on a rock, and then they all go back into the boat. Yeah. For this final showdown with the bad guy. Yeah, the other daughter is saved. Or wait, no, she's on the beach with the with the dead brother, isn't she? Yeah, so yeah. two of the kids are on the land. The other daughter yeah. is still the, on the uh, boat. The younger brother goes to save the dad. And then mom goes to save the daughter. Right. And but then, then they both end up the, in there. I don't The other know. daughter is no, on no, the no. beach? Sorry, two of the two daughters are on the boat. That's right. The two daughters yeah. were taken captive. But I'm saying the other tribe leader's oh, daughter. Oh, the, yeah. The love sorry. interest. Oh, like, that was even underbaked. Like, I uh-huh. met a boy. And then we never talk about it uh-huh. again. But, yeah, so they're on the boat. He's on the boat, the bad guy. And then Jake just finally says, let's just finish this here and now. Uh-huh. And they have this big fight while the boat is sinking. And like, mom is going fucking nuts. Oh yeah, mom went apeshit. But then they get sucked down, her and her youngest daughter, yeah. into the bowels of the ship. And while all this is happening, Spider is like cowering away from the mom. Wouldn't like, you? What's, what's that about? Was he, like, legitimately scared of her? Like, I think so. He would, like, she was going to kill him for some reason? She was on a rampage. Like, she wouldn't recognize him? No, her eyes would... She had crazy eyes, Trent. That woman was out for blood. That's, like, mom anger right there. And in the next sequence... Mom rage. She actually grabs him... Yes. ...because he is the other guy's son. I get that. So, But she was threatens. she serious? She might have been. I feel like she would have done it. Because she was pretty pissed. She was. But was that just a ploy? I have no idea. Not important because she doesn't go through with it. And then they have this big final showdown where Jake and the colonel guy are fighting underwater. And it's sort of sloppy and stupid. And then they get into like a stranglehold. Yeah. And the colonel, the bad guy, sinks and I was like, well, he didn't confirm the kill. That's just sloppy. And guess what? It's because he's not fucking dead. Because yeah. even though Spider doesn't want to save his dad, he's an asshole. He never did anything for me. Mm-hmm. That piece of shit can die for all I care. He uses his one fuck in the movie to go down and save his ass. Fuck you, James Cameron. Like, and the, again, a problem with the dialogue why do they amp up the swearing as the movie goes? The kids refer to people as buttholes. Buttholes, and one of like when when the kids get into a fight, one of them calls them a bitch. 
Yeah. Like, where does that come from? Is it just all dad? It must be all dad. And then later they start saying shit, and yeah. then we get one fuck. But it, like, escalates weirdly through the movie. It yeah. feels awkward, and, like, we didn't need it at all, but we put it in there because we could. Do they even have buttholes? <laughs> I mean, it's a valid point. We never see them. They're, we don't see any dicks. We, we don't see assume, any nipples. We have to assume they have something because they cover it all up. Like, they're not mammals, and yet they got boobs. Yeah, they got boobs. So, Just to differentiate them between the males and the females. Yeah, we need to. But there's always boobs. a strategically placed cloth or garment or jewelry over in the nipples. Mm-hmm. But the men don't have nipples. No, there's no nipples because they're not Nobody mammals. Nobody has nipples. Why are we talking about nipples? I don't care. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just something to talk about. But still, they get pregnant like two individuals get pregnant. Yeah. We saw it in the first movie. They came together underneath the tree. So we have to assume that's a thing. And yep. so they could also just as soon be swearing, but whatever. I don't know how we got here. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a weird little inconsistency. And then the movie ends the same way the second, the first one does. Did you realize this? The eyes. The eyes. Yeah. So they have a funeral for the son. The bad guy is still alive. He goes off and he's going to just, you know, regroup and come back and be a threat again in the next one. And Jake is like suddenly like full of rage and revenge like he's setting up the next movie by saying i'm i'm i don't even remember what he said i'm part of this tribe now i can't live my life by running and hiding yeah this is my new home and i'm gonna defend it kevin McAllister style and they're like hooked up to the underwater tree so they have their own like ancient tree Mm -hmm. and it ends the movie zooming in on his face and his eyes open wide and that's how the first one ended so it's literally the same thing and like a lot of these other like reboots and like revamps or sequels or whatever the fuck it is all the same movie like I mean, it's kind of like Force Awakens in that it's kind of a, re- of a rehash of the first movie and you're just kind of introducing whatever the next step is. I already mentioned the Matrix Resurrections. And yeah, what is with filmmakers these days and just making the same fucking movies with older characters? I- and in this case, they're all digital. There's no person other than the Colonel that is actually aged up. Okay, excuse me. Max and the other guy, like this other scientist guy, are also in the movie. And they are the appropriate age because time has passed. So I do, I appreciate that people are the age they're supposed to be, that time has passed. We're not just picking it up and trying to pretend like, oh, well, these guys don't age. Even though we have a shot of the Colonel and a shot of Sigourney Weaver that's supposed to be from the past, even though they're much older. Like Sigourney Weaver almost weirdly looks younger. So maybe they, did they, they do the, they did, did they do the, the, the digital thing I on them? I think they did the God damn it. Yeah. It, it, it's just, it's the thing you said. It's lazy. It's yeah. lazy. Call it what it is. Yeah. It's lazy as a means to an end. Like it's just all of this. So we can get to another sequel. But I go Which back is gonna to, come in, what, another 15 years? I go back to, why did this take so long? That is my big question here. 2009. What the fuck? You made the biggest movie of all time. And what was James Cameron doing in the meantime? Wasting time underwater at the Titanic. <laughs> and what is his kink about water? I don't know. 
He's king of the world. He's king of the world. Betsy, I'm done talking about this movie. Other than the Oscars, because we have to talk about Oscars. That's, that's why we're watching this movie in the first place. So what the hell did this movie get nominated for besides special effects? This movie is nominated for four Academy Awards. That's too many. It is nominated for Best Sound, Best Achievement in Visual Effects, Best Achievement in Production Design, and Best Motion Picture Fucking of production the year. design. Fuck that. I don't... I said it in one of our previous ones. Production design des, de, deserves to go to people who are physically making things and putting them on set. But I they under- are! There's some of that in this movie. There's some of it. Yeah. But in this case, I don't... I, I don't get that. You disagree. Visually, sound-wise, fine. It can win all the technical awards because the first movie did. It does not deserve to win Best Picture. No, I'm also at a loss as to how this one eats into the top 10. Yeah. Like enough people had to like this movie consistently for it to make it. And if you're all about Flash, sure. Fucking Top Gun Maverick has got Flash. Yeah, and and it also has substance. Yeah, that deserved to be nominated. I'm I'm not going to pass judgment on that movie, but this one, ooh. Yeah, I feel like if we were to go and explore a lot of other movies that came out in 2022, we could easily find a handful, and I'm sure our listeners will have some suggestions of things that could have taken that 10 spot over this one. This deserves the technical nominations, absolutely. 100%. I just agree that I don't understand how you can put it at the top tier all after everything we just said about it. Yeah. I, I I do not understand how this movie is so beloved in the the audience reaction. Like, people are going to see this, like, three or four times. It's ridiculous. Yeah, people are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? No. I'm like, not going to argue with you. Like, look, I we've said it before. We'll say it again. Movies are very subjective. If you like this movie, fine. Enjoy this movie. It is your right to like what you like. Go take an edible and go to this movie five (laughs) times. I don't care. Do what you want to do. But when it comes to like actual criticism, like real life criticism and analytics of this movie, I cannot get past the things that we talked about. Yeah. From a visual standpoint, it is fantastic. Those action sequences were really, really good. But what's the point of any of it if the rest of the movie doesn't matter? And it's pretty much status quo. Like, the bad guy is still a threat. Giovanna Ribisi is still out there. We have to assume he's at home now, but he's probably still alive. He got kicked off world. He's probably still alive working for the company, unless he got fired and now he's in the the wastes of of Earth. I mean, honestly, if I want anything out of Avatar, it is a spinoff of what the fuck happened on Earth. Yeah. That's what I want. Show me that. That's more interesting to me. Yeah. Let, Let all the... Okay. I was going to say, let all these native people alone. If I have a legitimate gripe here, it is with all of the hooping and hollering that all of these Navi are doing in the vein of Native Americans going on the warpath. That's fucked up. Well, it wouldn't be if it wasn't being written by an old white man. (laughs) I don't care. I do not care. Like, that is appropriation bar none. It's not even a fucking argument. The movie is appropriation. Yes. It is a white man writing a story about a white man saving a native people. 
I get that. But these are not Native American people. And neither these are the are actors. These are like blue fucking aliens. But they're taking the Native American people, their tropes, and applying it to these alien creatures that should not have any of that. They should have their own thing. Well, and it's also taking from like African tribes and yeah. different kinds of yeah. different kinds of tribes that are not what we're seeing on the screen. Yeah. If I have a legitimate complaint about what is being shown to me, it is that. So the whole movie. <laughs> you have a problem yes. with the whole movie. Well, it's it's not a visual thing, it is just what they're doing. Anyway, that's that's my 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 soapbox. I'll get down now. All right. Did you have anything else to say about this movie before we move on? I really hope that we don't have to wait 13 years for the third one. I don't want to watch a third one. I also don't want to watch a third one. If they make it and it gets nominated for Best Picture, though, we're gonna. Yeah. I, I but was... that is for another year or another <laughs> decade. That's a that's a future us problem. Yes. Betsy, let's get the hell out of here. But first, let's read an email. This one comes in from Stephanie. Uh, it was. It, this is a, a very recent email, but because we mentioned Top Gun already, let's uh, let's read this one about Top Gun Maverick. She says it is such a dad movie. My husband actually took both of our dads to this movie over the summer, and they all loved it. I just watched it and definitely enjoyed myself. I was expecting cheese, and there was some, but I was not expecting to love the cheese and get a lot of heart too. That's what I'm saying. That is also a yeah. reboot. Take the cheese and embrace it. Like, you know what you are. Yes. Give you it know to what me. you are. Shove it down my stupid little throat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, she says, Miles Teller was great and a hot damn. Jennifer Connelly and Tom Cruise make a beautiful couple. Uh, no argument there. Uh, the other pilots had good chemistry and I definitely bought their competition to teamwork transition uh speaking of what i just mentioned i for sure see transforce awakens comparison but i don't care it was great <laughs> see that this movie and that movie are the same in that respect where mm -hmm. we're bringing back a franchise from a long time ago yeah. in that case they had a lot more years to stew about it and they pulled it off. Also, I have to I have to imagine here, James Cameron watched the sequel trilogy and took some things out of that. Did you also get the the thought when they were on these creatures that have their, their tail in the water? Did you think of The Last Jedi at the end of the movie when they're on the salt planet and all the, the red uh, salt is coming up? I didn't think about it, but I see what you're talking about. Yeah, that's what I got. I got those vibes. Anyway... She says, Phoenix and Bob going down and having to eject and the final mission run were really tense scenes. Very well done. And I also love Bob and would watch Top Gun, Bob Gun. <laughs> yeah, Bob needed to have more to do in that movie. Top Gun, Bob Gun. I'm here for it. <laughs> Uh, the Val Kilmer scene made me cry a smidge. Uh, it was a very sweet tribute. And what an amazing thing to have him back on screen. Indeed. Overall, I really like this movie. I love that it was nominated for Best Picture. We need more movies like that to make me smile. Love you guys from Superfan Stephanie. Yeah, it's a great example of doing it right versus what this movie does where they're just kind of cashing in. Embrace the fan service. And we were kind of talking about it on the way back uh, from the theater. Betsy, you said, 
I don't think I know anybody who is like a diehard Avatar fan. Where like they loved these, it. Yeah, in these many years later, that that they just will go to battle for Avatar being their favorite movie. No, I don't think I can name a single person. No. I don't I do not get the fandom. I do not understand why this movie is like way up there as far as grossing films. Because everybody saw it in 2009 and then they moved on. Everybody did. And now everybody's seeing this one and they will move on. And if a third one comes out, we'll and all do a, that too. There, there's a new generation which makes me understand why they're putting kids into it. Yeah, but it's again the Force Awakens stuff where yeah. we're giving it to the next generation. Introducing it to the next generation, yeah. Yeah. Capitalism. Yes. All right. Well, that's going to be the end of our discussion about Avatar The Way of Water. Did you see this movie and have any opinions about it? Email us your opinions about this movie. We would love to hear them. Are we completely wrong? Did you just have all the feels and just uh, wanting to cut your arm off? I don't know. Fight me. Like, let's go. Let's do it. (laughs) Send us an email. <laughs> Tell us why we're wrong or right, or did you just not have any feelings like we did? Email us. NeverSeenItPod at gmail.com is the email address. NeverSeenItPod at gmail.com. We're on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. You can see all those links in the podcast description, along with the link to support us. Throw us a buck on Anchor. We would very much appreciate your support. We have a few more Oscar movies yet to go. I think uh, a couple of them are going to be streaming. And like we mentioned in the intro, uh, Women Talking is going to be the one that is going to be hard for us to do. So stay tuned about what we're going to do about that one. But besides Oscar movies, we're going to keep on doing our normal Sunday episodes with whatever it is that we choose to do. Uh, But upcoming... If you're paying attention, if you have it on your little card, you got a tally going. We are coming up on our 200th movie. It's going to be another special one, just like we've done in the past. Ooh. Uh, no teasers this time, but stay tuned. That is the teaser. <laughs> <laughs> no specific teasers, anyway. Uh, we're going to do something very similar to what we did last time uh, with movie number 100. Uh, but, again... We got Oscar movies. We got all sorts of stuff coming up. So stay tuned. We got a lot of cool stuff coming through. But in the meantime, this has been another episode of Never Seen It. My name is Trent. My name is Betsy. And we will catch you next time. Bye.